What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bull Scripted, and we are here to talk about Chicago Bulls basketball because we haven't done a couple recaps in a row because I was at a game and then the stupid West Coast thing had to happen. And I, it's really all my fault, honestly. I can't stay up for that crap. But nonetheless, we're here today. Before we get into this one, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at Untap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, if you are watching on the Facebook or Twitter, please go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hop into the comment section. Untap Sportsnet on YouTube, subscribe, hop into the comment section with us here live on YouTube. Also, if you are into sports gambling, and you want to sign up at Bet Rivers, use promo code ONTAP, and they will match up to $250 of your own money. They will match it. They will give you $250. If you put $250 in, you get a free $250. That's $500 if you're not good at math. It's a win-win to me. So go to Bet Rivers, use the promo code ONTAP, and they will match up to $250. Goose, I titled this one Frustration Sets In. Uh, the reason I titled it that is because we lost to the fucking Kings last night. The Kings, yeah, I said it right. You know, the three and seven in their last ten. That 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 team, we lost them, and it was not good. Uh, before I upset you like that, first of all, I should ask you how you're doing. How you, how are you doing, bud? I mean, I'm doing all right. I was definitely feeling a lot better after the Cleveland game than than I was the Kings game, um, which was weird because going into the Cavs game, I wasn't feeling very well because we got the news that Zach was not going to be playing, and then for the Kings game, you get the news that Zach is playing. So. Uh, opposite feelings to start the game and opposite feelings to end the game for both there because going into the Cavs one, I was a little worried. Um, going into the Kings one, I felt pretty confident. So uh, th- those outcomes there, are, one was pretty, you know, uplifting. Caruso came back, kind of fueled the team. We had our first under 100 points for the opponent since Caruso got injured against the Bucks. Um, and, and you thought that was kind of going to be the swing that we were going to see this defense come around a little bit. Uh, and we saw instantly how much impact he made. And then you, you just did not get that in the first half against Sacramento. Yeah, no, they laid an egg there. And that was all I really got to see was the first half before I, I totally went. I'm not going to lie to anybody. I totally fell asleep. I watched oh, the rest so your of your opinion of that game is way worse than mine because I at least got to see the comeback almost right. like we were going to steal it. You know, I, I saw that away. today. I saw that today when I watched, you know, when I watched it back um, on lunch. But, you know, they, they just feeling? knowing that they lose like 
to, to watch it get to like that yeah. one point deficit and then Kobe <laughs> misses that three. Um, oh, it all sucked. That's why I put, I tweeted out to that Bulls game fucking sucked. Cause it was just like, you start off terrible. Then they give you that, that glimmer of hope. And then it just gets taken away from you immediately. And again, it made it worse because it was against the Kings and, and goose where we're at right now. We can't afford to be dropping games right now at, at all. You need to beat the teams that you should beat. And, and we lose to Sacramento with Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, and Milwaukee are our next four games. Again, if you miss that, Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee, only one of them are a home game, and that's against Toronto. No, you you did just preface the uh, possibility of another five-game losing streak there. That, uh, that does not sound good, given where we are in the standings right now, how tight things are in the standings. And we, we really want that home court advantage. Like, we need it. We... As much talent as we have on our team, we do not have that one individual that is top 10, both ends, get her done, uh, steal you some games on the road. We we don't have that guy. Um, well, we got a fourth quarter king, and we've got Zach Levine. But, but we do not have that dude. Um, so we need every advantage we can have. And, yeah, to, to lose to the Kings, despite the fact that they're not the Kings of old, they do have – pretty solid they got some ta- yeah they for sure have some talent but still they're not playing well and that's when you need to take advantage of that they can have all the talent in the world but while they're meshing is a great time to take advantage of that as a playoff compete competitive team as where you're destined to go as the playoffs this year you've earned that right you're you're on the way there this is a team that you should have beat and they didn't do it you brought up zach levine he was visibly upset yesterday after that game he had made some comments about how they need to punch these teams in the mouth you know but Zach doesn't look like Zach, and these stat lines Zach's, <laughs> Zach's putting up are pretty goddamn impressive to me because he's he's hurt. Like, he is legitimately hurt, and he, he put up 27 last night. Uh, he had 20 in the game before. Um, I don't know what the shooting looked like for him last night. I, I, I don't remember. Did he shoot efficiently? Did he look all right in that game at least? I mean, he was – you got traditional Zach for the most part in the second half. He was definitely a lot more aggressive, started getting to the line. But then when it came to those super clutch possessions, you, you did see the, the the loose balls, the bad decisions, and unfortunately the, the things that haunt Zach when it matters. Yeah, I mean, just a bad shooting night. For, I mean, not 8 for 18, but 2 for 7 from downtown. He did get to the free throw line nine times, and he converted on all of them, just like DeMar did, 7 for 7 for him. But, you know – it. I'm looking up and down, you know, and, and, and really studying the box score. And I, I look, Vooch. No, Vooch killed it in the third, he, man. He, he Vooch, looked good. Vooch cut that 20-point deficit. Uh, I think we were at 11 heading into the fourth there. Um, and Vooch was the main catalyst in the third quarter. There. It's just we, we needed more than we got out of uh, a lot of our players there. You know, Kobe continues to, to struggle shooting the rock. Uh, he's been in a slump that's probably lasted about two, three weeks now. I, I feel like he's been in this slump. Um, you know, you, you and Billy just can't get the timing. It's like when you have Io on the floor, you need the shooting, right? And when you have Kobe on the floor, you need the defense. And you know, some nights when Io's got the shooting going, you don't see much of Kobe because then you got somebody that's giving you both. Um, but Alonzo Ball solved issue if he's healthy. And I mean, honest to God, I mean, right you, but that was nope. just what my thought I mean, was. I mean, I mean, I almost forget that we have such a luxury in Alonzo Ball on this team because it's been so long since we've seen him. But, no, you can't say it any better than you need shooting and you need defense. Here's Alonzo Ball. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we need, a 42% three-point shooter. Volume three-point shooter who can lock down the opposing teams. That's it. 
That, that, that's what they need. And, you know, we, we talk about this health thing and, and, you know, we get Caruso back as you talked about before he, I mean, the, the place went nuts when, when he came out against Cleveland, you know, I was at the game. Um, everybody went insane when Caruso checked back in. It was really awesome to see him and, you know, doing all the little things that Caruso does that people forget that he does, you know, and, and he's out there doing them and helping us get to a win. And like you said, that was the first time we didn't have an opponent hit a hundred points. Since he's been gone, since January, it's a baffling stat. It's a very upsetting stat, is what it is. Yeah. So you know, and then we we have the you know the rumors of Patrick Williams being ready towards the end of March, maybe the mid March, like we've been saying on the show since January. You know, fifteenth, where are we at? <laughs> yeah, right. We're fifteenth. Like, where, where are we at with him? So he, you know, there was rumors about him being on this West Coast trip to the tail end of it. I saw those online, but then they said towards the end of March now, Lonzo just started doing the vertical drills and, uh, you know, it was in lateral drills and shit like that, but he's not doing them at full speed yet. So there's, we are getting healthy. The Bulls are getting healthy. I just fear with Zach's injury and then these guys coming back and trying to work themselves back in that we're not going to be as happy getting into the postseason as we once thought. I think we're going to get a bad matchup. I think we're starting to fall a little bit because, like you said before, man, we could be staring at another five-game losing streak in the face. And no, yeah, I mean, they can't afford hovering, that. Where we're hovering right now is like the golden ticket. You get the Cavs or you get the Celtics. Um, the only other golden ticket that's good is if Charlotte makes it out of the play-in, uh, which probably doesn't happen. You know, so getting the Cavs or the Celtics isn't a bad matchup. But if you put yourself in a position where you're matched up with one of those teams, like. Miami, the Sixers, uh, the Nets in the bottom of the standing slowly coming up here uh, on a charge. Um, you know, you don't want to see any of those teams. See, and- I, I wonder, Goose, because if, if the Bulls are two games ahead of Cleveland currently, okay, right now, and that's for the sixth seed. The Bulls are sitting fourth. There's three teams with 41 wins in the Eastern Conference, uh, that being the Chicago Bulls, the Boston Celtics, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Toronto, Goose, has 38 wins, okay? And they're sitting in the seventh seed, which is the play-in. And there's seven games back, so we're th- the Bulls are three games ahead of them. I'm looking at this hard schedule because it doesn't get any easier. The Bulls have the hardest schedule. I believe that was confirmed. Like someone said, I think it was Will Gottlieb today shared a tweet. It's like they have like the hardest remaining schedule in the league. And we knew that coming in after the break, how hard the damn schedule is. But again, I've already read you off the first four, but New Orleans, uh, you know, they're not really very good, uh, but they've got some talent over there. CJ McCollum's, you know, uh, breathe some new life over there. But you, you have Cleveland. Um, uh, the Clippers yes, might. We, we do have indeed, according to Tankathon, strength of schedule, the hardest remaining schedule. Right. I mean, games left. Yeah, um, man, it looks it looks fucking gnarly. And at the end, you have Miami, Milwaukee, and Utah. Yeah, no, I mean, your only easy games uh, on the schedule are New Orleans, Knicks, Wizards, and Hornets. The Hornets are still a fringe playoff team. Uh, The Knicks were a playoff team. That's pretty much the same team from last year. So, you know, none of those games are easy. Uh, I mean, even the Wizards game, we just got beat by a team like the Kings. So how can you look at the Wizards and just be like, yeah, yeah, that's a win. That, that's what I'm saying is so fucking wild to me. Like th- this schedule is rough and, and, and they, ha- they have to do something. I know players are going to be coming back, 
but maybe maybe Zach lit a fire under some asses. I I don't know, man. Because but Zach openly admitted to being one of the ones that needed a fire lit under his ass right. because he said he tiptoed into the first half somewhat cautiously, kind of trying to warm up with the injury, and then he took a completely different approach in the second half. I think so, accountability speaks volumes there, though, don't you? Like when when someone's like, you know what, I fucked up and now i'm pissed off and we should have punched them in the mouth maybe that is a contagious feeling around or no you don't think so i don't know zach's the one controlling whether or not he plays right now he just sat out the last game so for you to sit out the last game and come in and obviously we know you're playing with an injury um but you come in and you openly admit to yeah i kind of you know tiptoed into this one was a little cautious and Maybe we underestimated them, and then we really should be punching these guys in the mouth, and that's the attitude I brought in the second half. And, oh, yeah, second half was great. If you weren't down 20 points already, it uh, would have been an easy victory, uh, what everybody assumed heading into the night. So uh, accountability in a sense, yeah, but at a certain point, is, is it an excuse? Like, obviously it's a valid thing. You're dealing with it. Should you have shut it down? Which obviously is not what anybody wants. That's what I'm really worried about, man, because where Zach's at right now. Is that the tightrope we're walking? Like one too many games and he doesn't play in the playoffs? Right. I I, I agree with Brad Mason here. No excuses. Play hard. I I, I do agree with that, Brad. But, I mean, this knee issue that he's been dealing with and how Billy said it's not painful, it's just – in other words, immobile sometimes, like where he's so stiff and it's sore. That is a major issue. And if you go back to the early part of the season before he tweaked that shit and how he was playing on defense because he wasn't having to exert himself on both ends of the floor fully. You know, um, he could have, let, let's be honest, he could have done a little bit better defensively, but I will say he improved over last season. I think you'd agree with that as well. But ever since that Golden State game and him tweaking his knee, He's not been the same guy, um, and that shows an aggressiveness. I don't care if he comes out and scores 27 to 30 fucking points. It, it, it's it's timely shots more than taking over shots, and I feel like the timely shots, of course, you need those. I mean, you know, I mean, that's a very I mean, I'll important take, I'll take 27 from anyone wherever I can get it. Right. It, it's just those times where you need him, he, he can't. And I think that's physically because, again, before that happened, yeah, and DeMar he was DeRozan doing has returned to being a human being. Right. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan came crashing down to the earth, um, you know, real, real quickly. Uh, still playing great basketball, though. I mean, he got, so, he got one game behind MJ and just. Yeah, I know. For, for that 35 point streak. Like, yeah, he fell off. I mean, I don't know. Like, if that's what, did, what, did, what did MJ do? Like MJ got a voodoo doll. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's almost there. Demar Derozan never heard of the secret stuff. He probably just ran out of Gatorade or some shit. You know, he didn't have Michael's yeah, secret maybe, stuff. Maybe that was but, it. You know, I, I I look at Demar. He's still playing a good brand of basketball, but it, that elite level status um, that he was playing with for the better part of what would you say two months? I mean, he I know he had that that crazy stretch, but he was still playing. I mean, lights out before that. Um, I hope it's not a fatigue thing. I just hope it's like a slump, but it could be, it very well could be a fatigue team. I didn't even think about fatigue until you just said that, and that's probably the obvious answer. That that was the only thing I could really think of. As much as he's had to carry with the abundance of guys out and then the spurts where Zach's been out, um, he really has had to carry and steal games on his own against these teams that we're supposed to beat. Like, 
when fully healthy, these are games that you expect to have in the bag, but they are games that DeMar ended up playing 40 plus minutes and had to drop damn near 40 points. Right. So, I mean, and, and that's a great point, dude, because he was doing that night in and night out. He, I mean, 32 isn't, I mean, I'm 30. I, I guess I am old now, technically. I mean, you know, I have to say that I'm born in two. Well, no, my God, I have to say that I'm born in like 2003 to have an 18 year old in fucking 2k. So I'm not a 30 year old rookie or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, yeah, is, those, those days are long gone. Yeah, no to put your real age in there. No, <laughs> no, we're, we're Pablo Prigioni now. That's, that's who we are. Oh my gosh, that sucks. That's brutal. I don't want to be Pablo Prigioni or Milo. What was that guy's name from the Clippers? Milo Tesovitis. What you know what I'm talking about? Milo Teodosic. There you go. Milo Teodosic. Yeah. And I don't want to be those guys. I want to be I want to be young again. But anyway, DeMar's 32. But yeah, he he did a lot of carrying this year. He's been a very consistent player on the team, too. Not missing a lot of time. And when he did, it was, you know, the COVID shit. And especially with as much as he gets hit and goes down on jump shots. Like ten jump shots a night. That guy's getting undercut, going down. Whether he's selling it on a shoe, right? You yeah. know, I mean, I, I I hope it's not a fatigue thing, but it definitely could be. I think it's definitely possible. Now, I'm gonna kind of shift over here a little bit. It's still related, but to like what Bulls Twitter has been saying. I have some DMs here. I have some comments here. But one of the comments were, "Do you think that we should shut down Zach Levine for the rest of the season until we hit the playoffs?" Absolutely not. If Zach feels like he can play, he can play. Because if we don't have Zach in there and we've seen the, I don't want to say the downfall of DeMar DeRozan, but the coming back to earth, we'll say, of DeMar DeRozan, I don't think that's a good choice to make because the Bulls, they cannot get in this play-in if they want to get out of the first round. It can't happen. Because if they do end up getting out of the play-in and they fall to be um, an eight seed or something like that, it's going to be a you know a seven seed. It's going to be a real bad time because – No, not seven. No, no sevens. We're done with the sevens. Yeah, we're done with the seven shit. But I don't want Milwaukee. I don't want fucking Milwaukee right away. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't scared of Milwaukee, but with Zach not 100% healthy, I'm not confident against any of these teams. So, but if Zach, and that's, I guess, my concern here is, does shutting Zach down guarantee he's better for the playoffs? Or does that make him stiffen up more? I don't think so, because 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 at this point, we're we're kind of tiptoeing around the fact that he needs something done. I don't know what kind of surgery it is. He had it drained. They're saying it's structurally fine. What did they inject him with, Goose? What was that shit called? Um, it's steroids. I, I forget exactly what it is, but I had them for my herniated discs in my neck. Um, yeah, I remember you said that, so that's why I couldn't remember what the hell it was called. But, yeah, he Joe Cowley had said on 670 when he was on there that – it looks like he's going to be heading towards scope surgery to like really, you know, get a camera, like see what the fuck is going on in there. And I mean, this is brutal. Like, I mean, I, it's nothing structurally wrong, but there could be early signs of tendonitis in his knee. I mean, he, he tore his ACL, same knee he tore his ACL in, you know I mean? This it's an issue. So, well, no. And obviously you, you have to assume this isn't Zach wants to avoid any speculation about his knee at all possible. You're trying to get a bag. Yeah, He's trying to get a bag. He's trying to get a five year bag. He wants that extended year bag. Um, so I don't really know. Just because how tough the schedule is, I mean, you'd have some people that might hop in here and say, um, well, what did the Bulls do against the Cavs? They're a playoff team. that They beat the Cavs handily without Zach, and then they got their ass kicked with Zach at 70, 85%, whatever it may be against the Kings. The Cavs so, were missing some talent too. Yes. You know. Yes. That, I, I'm glad you threw that in there. They were oh, missing yeah. 
Lavert, Allen, and Lowry for that game. Exactly. Um, so definitely needs to be noted there. But do, do you feel like if you feel you get Zach at 100% for the playoffs by shutting him down now, I might you do got it. You, yeah, you I might do it just because you look at the schedule and you go, I don't know if I'm winning these games anyway. But again, you prefaced it perfectly. If I know he's 100%. And, and, and guess, we have no way of knowing that. No, we, we do not. I mean, that's only something that – but even Zach doesn't know. Because if he knew, he wouldn't be seeing all these specialists. Right. Like, he just feels something's off. And and that's the last thing Chicago fans want to hear. Well, I mean, um, God, well, I mean, for real, like, what, what if something's not off? And it's like it becomes mental. And I don't think that's it with Zach. He, he does seem like a very driven guy. 60-degree weather. The cold's gone. Hopefully right. the stiffness is going to start fading. <laughs> you ain't going to walk I outside mean, in negative 20-degree temperatures. You know, I, I get it. You know, I just – I don't know, man, because, like, you know, he went to this specialist that Clutch sent him to, you know, his 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 agency, Clutch Sports Group or whatever it is. They sent him to L.A. to their doctor to get him checked out because, you know, what Clutch is trying to do, they're trying to get him a bag, just course, like he's I'm trying, trying to, to get the bag. Up, and this was the comment after Zach saw that doctor uh, from Billy. I think right now the doctors feel totally fine with him resuming playing, Donovan said. I think Zach felt very, very good about the meeting. Felt like it went really well based on some of the interventions, some of the things they did during his visit with the doctor. So mentally, at least, from what Zach told Billy, after having it drained and having these injections, Zach was feeling good. He played in the All-Star game. He went right to the three-point contest. That was less than five days after having it drained. Right. So Zach left there feeling really confident, and now, once again, he's not feeling so confident. And outside of this scope, what is going to give him that confidence? And he has to wait till the offseason. That's fucking brutal. I feel terrible for him. I mean, he had a super – he was staring at a Supermax in the face. I mean, you we do realize that. Like, Zach Levine – has, if you make an all-NBA team, you qualify for that fucking thing. And in the beginning of this season, he was staring at that. Like, he the had the numbers. First, with the number that numbers that him and DeMar were putting up, they weren't even having, like, spectacular, miraculous nights. It was just consistent. Right. Hovering around that 30-point mark. Every, every damn night. game, dude. It was every game. 20 points apiece, winning And we games. were winning. That's, so, that's wild. It's so fucking no. wild. It is crazy to think that whatever he's going through has cost him 40, 50, 60. Yeah, $48 million. $48 million it's going to cost him. Um, we have another comment from Brad. If you have a bum knee, you're uh, you're still not going to be – or I'm sorry, you're still not going to be stay healthy during grind to playoffs. I read it how you wrote it, Brad. Sorry. Um, but, yes, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And then you put opinions on Donovan in all of this. Uh, I think Billy Donovan's done a good job. I think that – a lot of misplaced anger has been placed on Billy Donovan. And I would like just to stand and defend him real quick. Like I'm not a, like, I'm not going to sit here and like, you know, defend him to the death or anything. I think that he's made some mistakes, but we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. But in the beginning of the season, he lost every one, every one of his players went out in NBA health and safety protocol rules. Every one of them, every single Chicago bull got COVID. I'm trying to, why is, what is Billy being criticized for? Rotations? Billy, yeah, rotations. Like, I mean, he got, he got fucking killed for the Tristan Thompson Vooch thing. You and know, there was a lot of people that called for that too. 
I know there was, but he got killed for that mostly. It, but see, the, there, you can't it, you can't want a coach that is willing to try everything, be open minded, not be so set that he won't try other things. Getting Vooch in uh, drop coverage situations have pissed off a lot of people because when you have Vooch come up, you know he can't get back. He's just not that guy. So that pissed a lot of people off with the defense. But again, they weren't running that when they had Caruso and Paul in the game. They weren't running it. So that you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the adjustments that he's had to make on the fly due to personnel decision or issues, not decisions, I'm sorry, personnel issues. It's a whole new roster. It's a fucking it's a different rotation. Javante, so if everybody's healthy, Javante Green's not in it. I love our Javante Green Power Hour. We started that shit, the Javante Green Power Hour here on Bulls on Tap. I love Javante Green, okay? I love Iota Sumo, but at the beginning of the season, you and I thought maybe fucking some G League reps for him, maybe get in here and there. He got forced to play. Kobe no, White didn't start the season with the team. Derek Jones Jr. got hurt immediately. I mean, there, There's just so many different things that got thrown at Billy Donovan in this season, and yet – Yet the Bulls are still sitting at 41 and 27 and fourth in the Eastern Conference after holding first for the majority just, of the year. I just hit a shitty realization. What's that? What happened? We're, we're 14 games above 500 and there's 14 games left. Seven and fucking seven. It's everywhere. Fred. <laughs> I'm serious. I think Fred's a wizard. You think Fred's a wizard? He might be. He might be. Think about it. 14. Oh, wait. I just realized that. I have horns. You do have horns right now. It's trippy as shit, dude. <laughs> All right. If you don't know what we're talking about, Goose has a background today. He changed his background up. It's not his beautiful home as we always see. It is a Chicago Bulls background, and he just has horns right now. Pretty fucking fantastic. But, yeah, th- that was the, the scrutiny about Billy. And I just I feel like it's unjust a little bit, personally. That's my thoughts. If yours are different, that's fine, but those are mine. Uh, unfortunately, for those of our uh, listeners that wanted to listen to us uh, go at each other here, I'm, I do have to agree. I mean, you have an entirely new team. You have less than five returning players. You've had the abundance of injuries to your number four pick, who you thought was going to be your staple at the four. Um, you've had all the growing pains of chemistry and making all these star personalities fit together, work together, while still making sure somebody like Lonzo is getting enough touches. Caruso's getting enough touches. Kobe White doesn't feel like he's getting shipped off to a new team because he's not getting enough touches. Balancing all these things that Billy has had to do um, rotationally, night to night, every night, um, on top of game planning for these teams, no. I can't really criticize Billy for any of that, you know? Um, If we have another season next year where we're relatively healthy, and we're, we're having Tom Thibodeau problems where we're a one-hit wonder, then, yeah, I mean, then we can start to criticize Billy all we want. But given what he has gotten with no rapport with this current team, I, I don't know how you do anything but throw roses at this guy's feet for where we're at. Right. I agree with you. He came in with uh, little to no size this year. He came in again dealing with injuries, and he came in again uh, with the COVID protocols in the beginning of the season that derailed a lot of teams. Let's be, be, be fair. It, it derailed a lot of teams. It hurt a lot of teams, especially like a team like Atlanta. It hurt them real bad. Um, they still suck anyway. But, you know, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I hate you, Trey Young. But, you know, it's just I, I feel like a lot of the hate towards Billy is unjust. And I'm, I'm glad he's our head coach. I think he's done a pretty good job. And I'll hold him accountable if I think he does something wrong. But 
when schemes and stuff have to change due to personnel on the court, that has to happen. There's nothing else you can do about it. We haven't seen Matt Thomas or Tony Bradley for a long time. And I consider that a win, my friend. Yes. yes. Even though I, I wanted Tony Bradley to do well. I, no, so did I. I mean, just like really like the guy seems like a real cool dude. And he had some pretty good moments within Philly and OKC, like where he played decent ball. I mean, he had a couple games with us where he wasn't terrible. You know, it's just he's an old school big man in a, in a game that he doesn't know what the word consistency is. Right. Or, it, it just doesn't work for him. No, no. He's, he's very much a when I want to kind of big man. Right. So, I mean, it, it's just kind of a, a weird thing. You know, he came in cheap deal. It just hasn't really worked out, and it is what it is. Guaranteed money for next year too, so it's right. Interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure they could probably move it. I mean, it's oh, the no, NBA. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's yeah, it's nothing. So I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. Um, under two mil, I think he makes like one point five mil or something. So quick reactions before we, you know, we we head off on out here. Um, I want to know, in your opinion. What game do you think is the most winnable out of these next four? And again, I'll go over the list for the people that just joined us here on YouTube. Thank you guys for coming in. Um, we have Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Who do you feel most confident about? Would you say Toronto because we're at home and the other three are away? I mean, I didn't even know that, and I was going to say Toronto. Um They've and been, they've been playing real well lately, though. I'm playing real. No, I mean, there's nobody. It, there's uh, it's become even the 14 games, not even just these four. Yeah, like, it, there's no game. I, I mean, the Wizards. I feel maybe like you can just chalk that one up, but you don't know who's going to play in that game. Um. So out of the four that we have coming up, I almost want to say Utah. You know, they, didn't they? They got Utah the first time at home. I think so. They did. Um, so, I mean, nothing's impossible. Nothing is impossible here. But I and Utah's the first one, right? Yeah, Utah's the first we're, one. That we're takes going place Utah. I, I, I need no 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 back to back losses. I need the W in Utah. Uh, whether I'm uh, actually behind that or not, that's where we're going. Utah. Okay, so we're gonna go Utah. You're gonna Utah. take Utah. Okay. Um, I'm I'm actually gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Milwaukee will not beat us. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to go out and say that we're going to go beat him at the BMO uh, Bradley Center, wherever the fuck they play now. Um, that is where uh, – United Center North? Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that, that's a game that I think that we win um, for sure. I'm, I'm scared of Utah and Phoenix. The way that Toronto has been playing as of late it has been – they've been pretty good. So it, it's just like you said, I, I just did the next four because I'm just kind of like looking at the schedule up and down. But when I, again, I go down the 14, I look at New Orleans, I'm like, okay, I feel good. I look at New York. Okay. Yeah, I feel good. We just beat Cleveland, but they, I mean, it, you know, it's been a, a dog fight between both teams all year. Um, Do you and think it, there was anything behind Lowry not playing in Chicago? You know, he was warming up. He was warming up. Uh, when I was there with uh, Juice, we went down to the 100 level. Uh, Cause you know, he's got that American express thing. So you get in and you fucking go down there or whatever. Um, so we went in, we watched shoot around, which is really cool, man. You can hear him talking out there. Like it, it's fucking neat. Um, but Lowry was on a bike. He was doing some stretches. He was getting some shots up and he even appeared to walk gingerly. Like when I saw him come out of the tunnel in the get go. So I, I just don't think he was a hundred percent. Was was that like the, the fake limp? Like I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not sure, man, because like I said, he like when he was trying to get his shots up, it looked like he was really trying to give the shit a go. Okay. But it just didn't look like he he had it. Like it, you know, well, no, I, I just saw his Instagram because they won uh it was last night. So yeah. he, he, he had good team win up there and he had a pretty solid game from what Yeah, I saw. he he was a huge uh a huge part in overtime win last night against the Clippers. So uh Lowry last night had a huge overtime, but he um he went five for nine from the field last night, four for six from downtown, 17 points, nine boards. Lowry, he played 46 fucking minutes too. So maybe you're on to something because from going from not playing yeah, to not playing at all against 46. your former team in your former building to play in 46 minutes. I gotta I actually gotta tend to agree with you there. That's fucking kinda it's a little sketchy. A little yeah, sketchy. That's a, that's a little fucking wild. It, it really right. is. I think he um, slipped on a banana peel. Yeah, no shit, right? No shit. Um, I'm hoping that we can be back on tomorrow. Uh, the Bulls do start at 8 tomorrow against Utah. That's in Utah. Um, I'm going to do my damnedest to stay up. I mean, it's only starting an hour after it usually does, so I should be all right. I'm going to drink a monster and uh, try to make it happen. But um, I'm hoping that the Bulls can pull something out, man. We, Like you said, no more losing streaks. We, we need to take advantage of uh, – uh, oh, we're, these guys we're coming scary back. close. Four sounds good, but when you say forty-one to thirty-eight is where that drop is, and it's scary shit. Yeah, it's really scary, especially with the four teams you just listed off. That's a three-game difference with four teams that are scary as hell. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty good at math. For those of you who, are, who, who aren't, you still know that that doesn't sound very good. No, no, it's very bad. It's bad if they if they fuck this up. Like seriously, you're you're falling into the plan. That's where you're falling. That's where you, Bro, that's what you have to look for. Talking to. all that shit three fourths of the year from being in that top seed, being one most of the year with all those issues, and now, now we're gonna pay the pay the Pied Piper here. It's not every time, piper. dude. Every time we get excited and we want to rep our shit and defend our team, we start talking. Like, Hell yeah, man! I'll be talking again. Hell yeah, we're winning. And then all of a sudden, I open my stupid mouth, and it's like the basketball gods, the karma gods are like, yeah, you know what? No, you know what, bud? Fuck you. We're gonna take all the happiness. You had away a dynasty in your childhood. You get nothing more. Yeah, you get nothing now, peasant. That, that's how it's how I feel. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll try to be back for the Utah game tomorrow night. Goose, you got anything else, man? Before we decide to head on out of here. No, I just hope Zach Levine uh, plays the game and uh, doesn't tiptoe in the first half, and we see uh, more of the traditional Zach Levine that we're used to seeing. Uh, so we can build some confidence in in him being available and being, you know, the, the Zach Levine that we need to do something in the playoffs going forward. That's, that's what I hope we get to see in the, uh, the Utah game and just this next four game stretch in general, because we're going to need every ounce of Zach Levine that we can get in these four. Well, games. he is probable tomorrow. So that, which is nice. It's uh, he is probable tomorrow, according to Billy Donovan. So hopefully uh, it all works out. He feels healthy enough. We get him out on the courts again. We'll try to be back tomorrow after the bulls play the jazz. Everybody be sure to go on tap sportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at bulls on tap at on tap sportsnet following goose at Bull Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. If you like to watch on the Facebook or Twitter, if you don't mind, head on over to YouTube, open another tab, go into YouTube, uh, subscribe to the On Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel so you can hop in the comment section and talk with us. Um, also, if you like sports betting, go to betrivers.com, use promo code on tap. They will match up to a $250 deposit. If you make that, they'll give you $250. That's $500. 
just by using promo code on tap. So again, go to betrivers.com, use promo code on tap, they'll match up to $250. We'll try to be back tomorrow night after the Bulls play the Jazz. Whew, let's go Bulls.